2: Welcome to Australian Jams. This is, weirdly, our year wrap episode, which is going to be split into two, uh, just FYI. So if, it's, if it ends weirdly, that's why. Um, today, I'm pretty excited to have someone actually from one of the bands that I manage on today.
1: Tell us who you are, what you do. Hello, I'm James, <laughs> and I sing for Swim Season. What else do you do? And I'm also known as Fields. hmm and I play in a band called Slow Coaching, and that's me. You do pun sessions. I do. I run pun sessions with my friend Alessandro, and do a bit of production for a couple of artists. And and works at Nike. No, we were going to leave that part out. I was going to be a full time <laughs> muso, but that's all right. Yes, I work at Nike. There's Got to nothing. Fund the f- there's field no the fire..: no.
2: <laughs> um, What have you been doing music wise this year? Considering this is a year wrap episode, you can tell us All what right. you've been doing this year.
1: Um, well, I've been over in Canada. Um, I did a little makeshift tour with my friend Jared from Bad Pony. Good which, person. Sorry? He's a good person. He is a great person. Um, we toured around and um, Katie from All Eric's Live in Texas came over and met us. And then we met a girl called Christy McCracken over there um, from Vancouver. And we toured across... Um, BC and Canada and played a bunch of shows and um, that was a pretty crazy time and now we've all gone our separate ways and it's like our family's split up but <laughs> um, but good thing is um, a lot of them are moving to Melbourne and Christie's flying in next week from Canada and it's Exciting. just going to be a big old reunion. And you also went to Singapore? Yeah, I went to Singapore Straight with after you. that. And, um, and the swim season gang. That was fun. Yeah, we had a good old time over there playing it. the music week. Music matters. Yeah. <laughs> it was a week though, wasn't it? It was a week. It was a long week. It was good.
2: Um, no, it was good. It was good was um, Okay, well, how about you kick us off? We're trading tunes today as usual. We're going to do a bit of extra stuff in between as well. We're going to be mm-hmm. choosing our favorite Australian tunes from this year. Plus, we've each chosen three favorite Australian gigs um, to talk about because live music is awesome. So James, first yes. song.
1: My first song. Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan McKay. Awesome. Sorceress. Tell us about album, it. album, Wallflower.
2: Why do you like it?
1: Um, I think he's just an unbelievable songwriter. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, he's an incredible performer as well. He just seems to be a wizard of all instruments and vocals. And I'm just, I went and saw him, uh, actually saw him this year. Didn't put it on my gig list, but A did steak. go and see him, and it blew me away. It was incredible. Like I heard the record, and that was um, that was unbelievable, and then seeing him live was even better, which I didn't believe could happen. Um, but this song, Sorceress, um, has all these quirky little um, feels throughout and um, and different grooves that kind of come in and out and interplay with his melodies, and the production on it's... Um, really cool and yeah. it's something that I've kind of taken inspiration from over the last couple of months so um that's why I chose this one
2: yeah cool I find um I really love his music and his songwriting but I always find my favorite part of his songs is is, is the vocal mm. and what he does with the vocal and I could mm. very easily just listen to acapella songs of his ju- just with him singing and I'd be very happy
1: yeah his falsetto is just gnarly I can't I don't even understand how he does it And you are quite the falsetto singer as well Ah, thanks Jim (laughs) Yeah, he's he's just got ridiculous control And like this fast vibrato thing That just doesn't make sense But it's great It It works well
2: It works well Here you guys can have a quick listen of it working well This is Jordan Rakai with Sorceress
1: Try to take hold of me Violently They seem to hold her Snake
2: Okay, my first favourite Australian song of the year is a slightly obvious one. I think all of mine are really obvious. Um... Because I'm predictable. But the first one is Mountains Like a Stone. Uh, so we talked about Mountains not that long ago. Because I'm obsessed with this band. And they released their EP since. This is their second EP. Um, it's called Like a Stone. The song's called Like a Stone. Um, they just really know what they're doing. And it's a really cool way for them to close out the EP. My only issue with the EP was that there weren't enough songs on it Hmm. you know because two were singles earlier this year and then there were only two more songs and it's just like i want more but you can't get greedy
1: they've got you right where they want you exactly
2: now they just need to tour so i can go and spend more money on them right correct Uh, what did you think of this one
1: um i hadn't honestly hadn't heard much of mountains until you sent it through yeah mainly because i don't have a working radio in my car (laughs) but that's okay um it was great. Another another one which um, the produ- production stood yeah. out to me. Um, quite dynamic, which was um, great to hear. Especially in that style of music, I feel like it's um, pretty flatline when um, <clears throat> a, a, lot, a lot of electronic kind of vibe um, productions are, aren't as dynamic as they could be, I think. And, and I think Mountain's do it quite well where they um, interplay with... Um, their melodies and stuff
2: yeah and and I think they use sounds that aren't really used very much either like you can make a really good down tempo electro track but use every sound that everyone else has used in the past year so it doesn't sound original Mm. no matter what your melody is whereas these guys managed to do both really Mm -hmm. originally which I think is cool
1: yeah I think it's about using the production to your advantage and that's what I heard when you sent this track through so
2: yeah I love this band Hope you all do too. Here's Mountains with did, Like a Stone.
1: Did Jem mention she loves this band?
2: I love this band. choosing which song he's going to talk about next oh
1: uh i'm going to choose lately by neighborhood youth
2: nice yes
1: my boys yes they're um they're finally hitting their straps i think they've um starting to get some good supports and they've put out uh like an lp vibe thing and and their latest single lately is just kind of like encapsulates where they're where they're heading and like this journey that they've been on and it's and it's just like a huge sigh of relief to see it kind of getting some traction and and then benefiting from it because they're incredible um live as well which Mm. is um a big credit to them they just did a up the guts tour yeah um which looks crazy and that's actually the film clip for lately as well they just compiled like a bunch of um just videos of them on on the tour and um Whacked it into a little video, and it's just lately, lately not part of my sentence. Lately, the song <laughs> uh, is is kind of nostalgic in a way to me. Uh, it's it's some it's something it's a song that you kind of want to sing at the top of your lungs and kind of they're becoming that kind to. of band, aren't yeah, they? Anthemic, even. Yeah, it's so rad, and it's short and to the point, and does does what it needs to do. I, I wrote it.
2: in all caps. This is my favorite neighborhood youth song ever.
1: Yeah, agreed.
2: And just fucking great. <laughs> I Good I really notes. like what they've been. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Um, I really like what they've been doing this year, and and it feels like this is the culmination of a year of like working out uh-huh. what they want to do.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's yeah. pretty exciting. And
1: um, just just from that large release that they did earlier in the year, where they kind of. Compiled these songs that they've been playing for a long time and just whack them all on this one release and put them out it was kind of like all right we're done with that yeah. and now we're gonna go do what we're doing now which is um, pretty refreshing.
2: Yeah, I for feel them like,
1: and for the audience, I guess.
2: And it means that you can yeah you can still play that stuff live, but people kind of have a delineated mm. timeline as to. Where the band is exactly,
1: especially if you're just getting to know them or whatever, yeah, you know,
2: like it would be really confusing if you were a long time fan and then they released this after everything they've been doing up till this point and you're just like, mm, I don't know what's going on,
1: uh-huh. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: no, nah. but this song is sick, so um, have a listen. Neighborhood Youth Lately.
0: I've
2: My second song is pretty predictable again. Um, it's on my side by Gordy, just because I want to talk about the record. Um, because I think I personally, for me, it's my favorite record of the year. Um,
1: I think. Is it because Bonnie Verb produced it? That's got nothing Benning. to do with it at
2: all.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's just my obsession.
2: Um, I feel like there is no one like Gordy in the world as a musician right now. Don't you feel that way? I don't know. She's just so original. She's so charismatic. I saw her the other day. I'm going to talk about that later. But she, I don't know, everything she does just seems so her and she seems so assured that what she's doing is what she's meant to be doing. And Mm. all of her songs reflect that. Yeah. And I think it was really awesome that she released an album this year, not just another EP. I think that was another thing that really made me, confident in her because she's confident in herself
1: it's kind of exemplifies how far she's come as well and how she's just totally taking it in her stride too you know
2: yeah and the fact that um she could have a song from the EP on the album and it still seem fine like yeah. n- it's you don't even notice true yeah I think she's just I don't know she's st- incredible I don't have the words do you uh, have the words? 'Cause uh, you wanted to choose I a Gordy did. song, didn't you?
1: I wanted to um choose better than than Closer to Now. It's my favourite song on the record and it's another nostalgic one for mm-hmm. me. It's it's just there's so much space and um and tells a story and it's just kinda like heartfelt and um <clears throat> it's great. So catchy. So i't really know what else to do. <laughs> we're, so, both, uh, we're
2: both just in awe so let's just do that together and you guys yeah. can have a quick listen to on my side by Gordy.
0: Could- I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me.
2: doing our first gig of the year Australian gig of the year this is James's first choice
1: tell us uh my first gig that I want to talk about is um Ainsley Farrell at I saw her at the Botany View Hotel in Sydney yes um she was supporting a band called Boydos and it was their like band launch show and it was last month and um I went down, I was, I was up in Sydney playing a folk festival and the night before I just went down to this random pub on the corner with Jared, who's from Bad Pony, and we strolled down there to meet some friends who were going and um, and Ainsley Farrell, who I'd never heard of, just completely blew me away. She's just kind of simple, um, um, like singer-songwriter kind of vibe. But uh, I don't know. Just her her melodies and her storytelling really got me. Yeah. It might have been the few beers that I had, but also, <laughs> but no, it wasn't. Because I went and saw them again two days later. Um, because I chatted to them, I knew their drummer, um, Tom Stevens. Yep. And um, he told me to come uh, two days later, and it was just as good. I just fell in love with her songwriting. It was it was great, and I'd never heard of her before, which was pretty refreshing as well.
2: Those are the best kind of gigs where you yeah. just rock up and you're like, oh, wait, you're amazing. This yeah. was so worth it.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's pretty epic. That's so cool. So hopefully she comes to Melbourne soon.
2: Hopefully. Yeah. Is she based in Sydney?
1: Yeah. I actually think she's from the US originally and, and she might be heading back there or something because her visa ran out, which sucks. But anyway, her band's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she stays.
2: Um, My first gig that I want to talk about... Um, is actually the f- first one that I saw this year of the three that I've chosen. Um, I chose Holy Holly at Northcote Social Club. Uh, it was a matinee show on a Sunday right before the album came out, Paint. And it was the best live sound I've ever heard. And shout out to John Osteer for that because his sound in that room was incredible. But it was also kind of the start of a new era for Holy Holy where on this record there's less guitar so Oscar can play most of it live on his own so Tim kind of breaks free of the guitar for a lot of the set and he's able to just kind of move around and do whatever he wants while he's singing and it's a really different dynamic live for them than previously and I think it was a really cool way to see it a completely packed room on a Sunday afternoon in Melbourne when it was boiling hot I remember And they've just blown everyone away. And then good luck going to a gig after that because it was amazing. Mm. Holy Hollow, probably one of the most accomplished live bands I think Australia's got at the moment. In terms of technical skill, each individual member of the band is probably one of the best of that instrument or instruments that we've got in Australia. Like They've just comprised this group of amazing musicians Combined with Tim's incredible songwriting, it's just kind of everything's good. Yeah. it's good. <laughs> it's good. Plus, Jono's sound was amazing. So, yeah. shout out because live, live techs don't get enough credit because no. they can make or break a show sometimes.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's X anyway, Remen-
1: X remember the band.
2: Yeah, it is. They are 100%. You guys know what that's like. Yes. When it sounds bad, all good. <laughs> Um, positives, Jim. <laughs> positives, positives. Uh, okay, we've talked about two gigs. Well, let's go back to some songs. Uh, What's your next song?
1: Um, maybe I'll talk about um, Julia Jacklin. Okay. Um, because the the gig that I was at that I just spoke about, she was there. She's friends with that crew. There you go. So, um, nice little segue. <laughs> but her song Eastwick, which is I think is a like, latest single after her album. Or well, she did like a double a double side, double A side, double A side. Eastwick and another tune, which I can't recall the name of <laughs> right now. But um, I, I love Julia's album, um, just her songwriting. Um, I, I, I love that album, and then I thought, oh, you know, this is her sound, and and there'll be more great songs, but she won't expand it, um, at least immediately. And then I heard Eastwick, and she's just kind of blown her sound out of the water and, and kind of expanded, yeah. opened up. And the song itself opens up halfway through as well and you just, I did not expect it when I heard it and it, and it, um, it got me. It was great. great I song. think
2: the really cool thing about that as well is that she still at the core has what makes her great, which is her songwriting, mm-hmm. but then she can explore other sounds because she is so strong in that one core thing. Mm-hmm. I think if, you, if you're a weaker songwriter... Expanding to different sounds so quickly can really be detrimental Mm. because you haven't developed
1: what what makes you good. It's not even that she's kind of moved away from her sound; it's just that she's built on her sound and kind of opened up and, um, yeah, just explored it a bit. I guess she's pretty good. She's great.
2: I I think I'd yet see
1: her live. I'd love to. You haven't yet. No.
2: I think the other cool thing about her is that a lot of super super talented young songwriters especially in melbourne um alexander biggs being the first one off the top of my head really look up to her and her influence on the creative side of stuff is really cool considering she's still a reasonably young artist herself yeah um yeah i think that's kind of incredible when you can inspire people so quickly
1: even her attitude i guess um and meeting the crew that she was with at that show they're they're all just there for the music you know and that's it like they're like sure they have an image to sell their product or whatever but it's completely her yeah like she's exactly how you see her which is pretty humbling
2: yeah anyway let's um let's have a quick listen of it it's this is uh julia jacklin with eastwick My third song for this year rap uh, is Crescent by Satsuma. This is another, okay, I'll be honest, all of my tracks are from records that I've really liked because I kind of like the idea of talking about their records too, um, which is being a bit sneaky. But yeah, Crescent um, is from Satsuma's album Overflow, which is their debut album. Uh, And this record was a real surprise packet for me because I wasn't a big Satsuma fan in the past, I thought they were okay, but I wasn't, like, bursting to listen to a debut album from them. Um, And then I saw them live, and they played some of the songs. It was a week before the album came out, and they played a few of the songs, and I was completely blown away by it, completely. And then I was just on board from there. And then listening to the record, it's the kind of record that just gets stuck in your head and, like, pops into your head when you're doing other stuff. Like, it's very... Kind of weird. That way it worms its way in and never comes out again. I listened to it literally all day at work today. I was like bopping at my desk. But yeah, Crescent is probably um, a standout song from the record, but there's nothing that's poor on on the album. Um, Yeah, and I think Caesar is a master at production. And they, again, they're, they're similar to Gordian Mountains in the respect that they have their brand and they know what their sound is. And they just build on that. They don't try to do 12 things. Mm-hmm. They just do that and do it really, really well. And I think that's really cool.
1: Did you enjoy their live set? Is that what? Yeah. Like their performance as well?
2: Yeah. And the, I mean, the songs live were just really mm. captivating. Cool. Even so
1: Memphis. Do you, do you like picture them live when you hear their yeah. the album? Is yeah. That, is that awesome? Especially this song.
2: Um, because at the gig that I was at Memphis actually forgot the lyrics to the song Mm -hmm. and Caesar had to like whisper them to her so she could keep singing it but no it was just like even when stuff like that happens they were still entertaining and and it wasn't an awkward kind of oh this is uncomfortable entertaining it was like they just they know what they're doing and keep going Mm -hmm. yeah it was very cool and I can't wait to see them again I missed out on their last show so looking forward to it the next one
1: Oh yeah. Do you like Satsuma? I do. I haven't haven't listened to them a lot, to be honest. But um, I'm impressed with what they're doing. Mm. I suppose it's not a genre which I kind of actively.
2: Yeah, I do this to everyone every week. I choose songs that they just
1: very it's, rarely it's would listen it's, to. It's not that I dislike it at all. It's great. The, as you said, the production on it is like next level. Yeah. Um, so crisp and in your face. Yeah. It's so good.
2: It's kind of like Mountains in the respect that. This is the best way I can describe it. And I'm not a creative, so this may not make sense. But it feels a little bit like you're underwater. Like it's a little bit muffled, but it's not dulled. And mountains feels the same way where it's just that little bit distant from your ear. Some of the sounds.
1: It's just like a soundscape, I guess.
2: Yeah, and it, I just think that's so cool because they can push through that distance and make it really effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. It's cool. I like it. Let's have a listen. Satsuma Crescent. That's the end of part one, our two-part year-wrap episode with James Seymour. Part two will be available next Wednesday, the 13th of December. In the meantime, you can still check out all of our socials. Hit us up, have a chat. We love it. Uh, and our Patreon page has a few bonus playlists and things like that if you go and check that out. So we'll see you next week. In the meantime, uh, you can you can get in touch. Uh, After part two, we're going to have a little bit of a break for a few weeks and then we'll be back in the new year. Thanks, guys.